Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. It's just an hour or so after Newcastle United secured a place in the EFL Cup final. Woo! I'm glad you're there. I wish we had a crowd because they'd be cheering. I can hear them outside our office singing, tell me more, me more, we won't be on fatigue. We won't do that. We won't, you know, uh, bring pain to our listeners' ears. <laughs> but we are excited. I, we, I think every fan watching that game there tonight and on Tell You Tom went through a roller coaster of emotions. But does it matter? No. Newcastle United into the first final since 1999, the first League Cup final since 1976. Aaron, we're going to talk about loads um, from this game, but in a sentence, just give me your initial thoughts. It still hasn't sank in. That's my initial thoughts. It just feels like I've just left the stadium, fans singing in the streets, Bars still full, people, you know, crying on their family members' shoulders. And Did you cry? I, you know what it is? I didn't cry. Obviously, I was in the press box. I had my serious journalism head on. But I think if I'd been in the crowd there as a supporter, I think I would have been blubbing at, at, at that. I got some time. dust in my eye. I will, I will, I will, I will admit. Um, I was a bit, I was so up and down. But as, as you guys know, listening to this podcast, I've been I've been all over the shop for the past few days. But I tell you what, those last 10 minutes, I actually turned to the guy next to me and said, I want to go for a nap. Wake me up when this is all over because I cannot handle it. I had my hands on my head. I was up. I was down. And then the final, when the final whistle went, I can't even put it into words. That feeling like that. Oh. If, if ever a, a semi-final is some Newcastle United up, it's that one. They're 3-0 up on aggregate, 20 minutes into the second leg, and still somehow they managed to make it nerve-wracking uh, towards the end. Those final 10 minutes, I mean, those seven added on seemed like an eternity. I mean, just what what a fantastic night. What a memorable night that was. Unbelievable, unbelievable. And, you know, it wasn't pretty by any stretch of the imagination. First 20 minutes, it looked like Castle were going to absolutely run away with it. But then Southampton came into the game, and Newcastle had to be strong defensively. You conceded the goal. The, the, there goes the clean sheet uh, record. And what impressed me was that they just grounded it out. And that is a sign of a good team. You know, when your back is against the wall 
but you still, you dig in and you get the result. And, oh, I mean, was it ever in doubt? I mean, it depends it's easy to say that now, isn't it? In hindsight, I know there was a little period of that second half where I thought if they blow this somehow, because, you know, Southampton did not lie down, even at two down, this kept going. They kept trying to make things happen. Admittedly, they didn't have too many clear-cut chances in the second half um, to try and get back into the game. But Newcastle United, as you say, it wasn't pretty. You know, they made it hard for themselves. You know, they should have really been on cruise control at 2-0 up on the night. Um, but it doesn't matter. Of course, it doesn't. And We would have taken a, a win coming off the backside of somebody and going in the net, you know, let alone the headline that is local boy, yeah. you know, scores the goals that takes Newcastle to a final. You know, we've all been critical of Sean Longstaff and, and, and not really, I think, fulfilling his true potential. I think that's what everyone's been on his back about. Yeah. Alan Shearer a few weeks ago said, he adds goals to his game. You are going to have an unstoppable midfielder. You are. No better game. Well, actually, I can think of one better game. <laughs> weekend beginning the 25th of February. But uh, in the present time, no better game to start your goal-scoring streak. Yeah, and I thought it was very, very telling in the post-match press conference when Eddie Howe was obviously asked about Longstaff and what it means and how actually said, he is now showing what I saw behind the scenes last season where he was scoring goals for fun in training. He wasn't even in my team and he was working so hard to get in there. Delighted because he's a local lad. Delighted because he gets a lot of stick. He's such an unsung hero in this team. There's still people... That one of him to drop out the team so that Maxi can come back in. Not for me. He was absolutely fantastic. And Dan Byrne in the in the quarterfinal, Joel in in the away in the away leg, and Longstaff scoring in the home leg. Just a perfect perfect trilogy. Yeah, one hundred percent. And Dan Byrne, uh, Sean Longstaff, just living the dream of every young boy and girl who wants to play football for their club. Fantastic to see. You mentioned there Eddie Howe and what he had to say about Sean Longstaff. Just a bit more from his interview. Yeah, he said he is pivotal. He's Newcastle through and through. I think he's an excellent player. Adding goals will only improve other people's awareness of that. He's been great this season. I've always believed he's an excellent finisher. And converting that to a game is difficult. I always believe if you get it in the right areas, it will come together. And he did that today. And he certainly did. Two really good strikers. Very unlucky not to get a third as well. Yeah, really, really unlucky. I mean, that peach for a volley, if that had flown in, I'm not sure he would have ever topped, you know, a night like that in his career. Buzzing for him, buzzing for Dan Byrne, buzzing for Paul Dummett sat on the bench, not even getting a look in, buzzing for Elliot Arneson to come on at the end. Just this entire group, so unified, on and off the pitch, well, well deserved, great value for getting to the final. And Eddie Howe might not be, you know, thinking about lifting it just yet. He did tell us after the game that he's focused solely on West Ham, but fans are dreaming now and you're not going to be able to stop them. I mean, that atmosphere at the end there, there was final six, seven minutes getting the team over the line and then the singing afterwards, the scenes outside the stadium, absolutely fantastic. And, you know, again, we always say, and I always caveat, don't I, when I talk about this and say, the cliche of Newcastle being the 12th, the fans being the 12th man. But again, was another example today of not only them being the 12th man, but the players understanding that as well and wanting to harness that because you saw when Bruno got sent off mm -hmm. that um, as Bruno was leaving the, the pitch in tears, Joe Linton and Trippier both turned around to the Gallagher and started raising their arms in the air mm -hmm. and the crowd responded to that. And then there was another effort and I think there was a, there was a flying tackle and again Trippier turned around to the Gallagher and just said, come on. And again, they responded to that. 
And that's the players understanding the importance of that backing. Yeah, every single player on that team knows just how important the crowd could be. How, again, in his post-match press conference, mentioned it, you know, about how fantastic it was to see the flags out there and that, again, they were the 12th man. I actually think the Bruno sending off was a little bit of a wake-up call to the crowd because the game was sort of, you know, just fizzling out. Southampton couldn't break them down. Newcastle weren't going for their third goal. And as you say, Bruno goes off and there was just that noticeable lift in the crowd. Every misplaced pass from Southampton, every poor challenge from Southampton was getting cheered like a goal. And eventually it made the seven minutes a lot less painless than they would have been otherwise. The red card, was it a red card for you? I've, I've only seen it um, briefly, so I haven't had a proper good look. Was it a red card? Yeah, I, I don't think you can have too many complaints with it. I think he's, he's not too hot, far off the floor. There's not too much. There's clearly not an intent there. But I think he, he's caught Adozi's ankle in, in a quite a nasty way. And I don't think you can have too many complaints with being sent off. I mean, he was flying into challenges. Yeah, and I think he was, he was if he hadn't got sent off, towards the end. he probably would have got sent off. There was a moment um, from my vantage point that I saw, which after Bruno gets booked for that challenge, Trippier turns to the dugout and he does a Gary Lineker moment where he points he points to his eyes, says, just watch him, you know, Gary Lineker did that with Gaza in the World Cup, didn't he, after Gaza got booked. That's exactly what Trippier did for Bruno. That leadership, man, like, it. We, we again, we talk so often about the leadership within the within the ranks, but that, and I know, I know at the end he got sent off, so it, didn't, it doesn't really matter, <laughs> but I think it tells just a wider picture, it reaffirms what we already know, that this side is full of leaders and, you know, in that moment for Trippier to understand that, and again, I know he's been sent off, so it's a little bit of a mute point, but you know, it's no good him going over to Bruno and saying, right, calm down, because it's it's gone past that moment and he has to turn the bench and say, well, look, and I mean, Trippier might say, I wasn't doing that, but I think he probably was, mm-hmm. and saying, you've got to take him off. That is, a, that, that, you know, that is a real leader to know the stages of, of kind of where that player is at. Yeah, he's, he's across everything on the pitch. Sometimes when the game's just a little bit flat, We'll just watch him from time to time when Newcastle don't have the ball and he's just ushering players here and everywhere, whether it's stopping someone taking a quick free kick, whether it's, as you say, an arm on the shoulder, as you've mentioned again, the roaring of the Gallagher towards the end. But again, it's not just him. Wilson led from the front day. I think he didn't get his goal. I thought he looked a lot sharper than he has in recent weeks. I mean, I, I didn't, but I, I, I thought he looked... Uh, I, I was trying to keep an eye on him tonight to see whether he was still looking a bit lethargic. And I thought, honestly, off the ball, he looked okay. You've got him leading from the front. Joe Linton has turned into this warrior. Longstaff, Byrne are really, really important to this team. Sharon Botman again, just absolutely fantastic. A shame to see Pope lose his clean sheet record, but he I called thought, into action, wasn't he? For that yeah, arm fantastic to save. Yeah, because I think had that gone in, the tide would have, yeah. the tide would have turned. I think the home fans would have maybe got a little bit restless. Southampton, who were already enjoying a, a very good spell of possession at that point, would have grown into the game further. The pressure creeps in when there's only that goal advantage, and actually you're thinking, hang on a second, are we really going to blow this? Three goal lead, so yeah, fantastic save from Pulpit, and good to see again. You know, he hadn't really been called upon the 15 20 minutes prior, but he's so alert off his line, he's never switches off for a moment. Um, and ultimately, again, he, he, he saved Newcastle so so sharp. Now, we we think now I've not had this confirmed, and maybe you have, Aaron, but we think Bruno's red card applies to all domestic competitions, yeah. and if that is the case, he'll miss the next three Premier League games. Yeah. And then it's the FL Cup final. So that's that's a plus. Yeah. So obviously with 
Coletta Carr, who got sent off for Southampton in the first leg, he missed the um, game on Saturday against Blackpool in the FA Cup. Bruno, obviously, with it not being a tournament ban, will miss um, West Ham this weekend, Liverpool and then Bournemouth, hopefully back for the final. Um, look, we don't want to dwell on it too much, but if we thought they were light before Shelby left, and now Shelby's gone and Bruno's out, then we did ask Eddie Howe about it after the game. He said, you know, how do you look back at the window? Do you think you've got enough depth? And he said that, you know, no window's ever perfect. I think they've brought in two really good quality additions in uh, Ashby and Gordon. Maybe they're a little bit light, but he's going to have to find a way to plug those gaps. Mm. Jolton's going to have to drop back in, and it probably means Maxian from the outset once again. I think somebody somewhere was testing us. I'm not uh, too much of a believer in a higher power, but someone was really testing us because they were saying, on one hand, here's this EFL Cup final, but on the other hand, two uh, crises that you described earlier in the day, i.e., you know, you lose either Isaac or Wilson or you lose Bruno out of the, the three or four choices you've got. You are then potentially, you know, heading into a crisis. To have both incidences happen in, in a game which, you know, yeah. we want to celebrate, but at the same time, we wouldn't be doing our jobs if we didn't discuss those two instances. You know, I, because, again, I go back to that moment with Trippier when Trippier's going, let's get him off. Again, I turned the guy beside me and I said, well, who does he who does he bring on? Mm-hmm. Because he hasn't got anyone really like for like that he can bring on. And now with the suspension, again, we'll talk about this later in the week ahead of ahead of West Ham. But you know, now with that suspension, you're so you're so short because yeah. it's gonna be Joe Linson, Willick, Longstaff. But what happens if one of them gets tired? What happens if one of them gets in? You know. It, 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 I think everything that we worried about kind of came home tonight. But that being said, you know you want to just celebrate the cup winning and maybe just push that into the grass for another day. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm known a lot of Newcastle fans won't be, you know, losing too much sleep over it tonight. They might worry about it at a later day. I think, look, even if you had six or seven midfielders in that squad, you're always going to miss a player of Bruno's talent. He's going to be a big miss in these next three games. You look at who replaces him, like I say, Jolton probably drops back in, Willock and Longstaff alongside him. After that, Elliot Anderson, there's a huge emphasis on him now to make sure he tries to stay fit, um, which he's struggled with so far this season. Do you play Anthony Gordon there at the tip of the midfield? You're probably going to have to, even though him and Anderson are probably both better suited to playing out wide. Um, so look, there's decisions to be made. Thankfully, you know, Bruno will be back for the final and, and you know, touch wood, they stay injury-free in that department because looking at it today, you think they really needed another midfielder then. Yeah, David Webster says, Longstaff, what an amazing moment for him to put his home town club through to a cup final, a moment he will never, ever forget. Roy of the Rovers stuff. Yeah, 100% agree with that. Michael says, Wilson, albeit not at his best, did a really good job up front. Only fear is that our first eleven is such a well-oiled machine that even one change is a tad disruptive. Again, taking a positive out of the Bruno Red, it means Eddie has to tinker with uh, a plan B. Thoughts on that? Um, yeah, look, I, I think it's absolutely spot on. I think everybody knows that in an ideal world, they would have got another body in to try and you know nullify that problem. Um, but look, it's good to see that Longstaff is finding his form. He's been finding these positions in the box for weeks and missing the chances. Good to see he's finally putting them in the net. Willick, he looked out on his feet last week. I thought he looked okay tonight. I think he benefited from that rest on Saturday. But they're gonna have to they're gonna have to find some way to plug that gap in the middle if if they have another injury. 
And Zach, of course, goes off of what looked like a concussion. Again, this is a discussion for another day, but you know, Alan Shearer has one for uh, wanting these temporary concussion substitutes to come in. And I think we saw today why that was so needed because he didn't look he didn't look well going back on the pitch. And you know, you know fingers crossed he's right, but he didn't look particularly clever coming off it either. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be completely honest. It was getting to that stage in the game where I had my head buried in my laptop and I saw Isaac go down from the the Warprow's free kick. I saw him get up and then the next thing I knew he was down. But I actually thought that he'd gone down sort of as a time waste in effect. I yeah. know now that that wasn't the case. Um, Eddie Howe was asked about it after the game. He says he's not too sure, but I'm pretty sure the rules state that if you leave the pitch with a concussion, you're out for seven days. Don't think he'll be allowed to play Saturday, but as we say, you know, we will find that out later this week before the game against West Ham uh, at the weekend. Uh, Eddie Howe was asked whether he'd pick winning the Carabao Cup or a top four finish. And he said, I can't choose between them. We are going for everything. As much as we can achieve, we will go for. And as a Newcastle Knights fan, you absolutely love hearing that, don't you? Yeah, 100%. And you, you're never going to get an answer out of, out of Eddie Howe on that question. You struggle to get an, out, an answer out of him at the best of times, never mind, you know, making a decision as big as that. But look, they're in the cup final. They're 90 minutes away from winning it. They're also in such a handsome position in the Premier League. You would not bet against them doing both. Yeah, man. A Wembley final. A Wembley final. Can you, As I said at the, at the top of the show, it has not sank in. I do not think it will sink in for a number of days. Newcastle United are going to Wembley. Well, we have been now on the clock for a heck of a long time, haven't yeah. we? I think I logged on this morning at 8 o'clock, knowing full well that it was going to be a busy day, expecting maybe one or two transfers, full of nerves heading up the stadium. The transfers might not have paid off, but I'm certainly glad we're not recording this podcast after a few. I'm just buzzing. Absolutely buzzing. Yeah. And I think, look, leaving that ground, I mean, we left a long time after the fans had left because of obviously how press conference and Jones's press conference. You could still hear the singing. You could still see the hear it outside song. the office now. now Horns blaring. The strawberry was was packed, and you know, I, I, you know, some people might say, you know, you guys are journalists. You need to keep calm and cool, and don't let the fan come out of you. But I think in I certain think, moments, I think for half an hour tonight, we're allowed to maybe let let the inner fan out. And I mean, look, we're saying all this, and they haven't even won it. Can you imagine the bedlam on the streets of not only Wembley? But of of Tyneside, if they actually want to win it, but look, Trafalgar Square on that night before is going to be an interesting yeah, one, isn't we're it? We're getting to, we're getting too far ahead of ourselves. Yeah, we're we're, just, we're, we're there. We've, we're there. We've just we've just spent we've just spent two or three weeks saying don't jinx it, don't jinx it, and it's going to be another two or three weeks of saying the same thing about winning the thing. But look, I'm not I'm not I'm not going to go as far as say we're going to we're going to win it. I think we can we can go and we can't guarantee, but we can say with pretty much certainty it will be Man Manchester United in. The final, but Newcastle down at Old Trafford, match them. Yep. You know these two teams are the informed teams in the Premier League. There's no nothing to fear whatsoever, and Newcastle United have got their, that hunger about them. You know they've got everybody on their back. You know they're the richest club in the world, spending all this money. That's an added motivation. You've got the fact that it could be the first trophy since 1969, the first domestic trophy since 1955. That would be motivation, and just the fact that Eddie Howe and these players are so unified. That they want to win it for themselves, for the club, and for the fans. I mean, that emotion that you saw for that lap of honour at full time, you know, it doesn't need to be said, but I'll say it anyway. They're so together, everybody put in the right direction. You know, Newcastle and I have nothing to fear going into. Whoever they may face, 
on uh, February the 26th. And you guarantee whoever they're facing in a month's time, Wembley will feel like a home game to them. Their Newcastle fans will pack it out. They'll be on it from the first minute. Um, and look, as you've said, it's likely to be Manchester United. They've shown already this season that can match them stride for stride. Yes, they're in a very good run of form, but like any house team, Eric Ten Hag very reluctant to change it. You've got to wonder whether you know they could potentially get a bit burned out before they've already lost Christian Eriksen. You never know. Look, on a one-off 90 minutes, of course, it can win. And, and in this run of form, you'd fancy Newcastle United to get a result off anyone. Mm-hmm. So proud of the lads, says Timmy, this last year has been incredible. And Michael makes a good point about the 98-99 finals. He says the league form dropped off massively. You can't just turn it on. There's no way Eddie will let complacency kick in. Full steam ahead and continue the momentum we've established. And that's the key point. I could sit here and say to you, what will Eddie Howe's message be about this cup final? And I know exactly what your response is going to be. It's going to be, it'll not even be on his mind. Not well, not publicly anyway. His mind is on a Saturday against West Ham. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna quickly check Newcastle United's fixtures because I know they play West Ham, Bournemouth, and Liverpool yeah. in the next three games. And I'll tell you exactly when Eddie Howe will start thinking about Wembley. And that is on the 19th of February, one day after they've played Liverpool. Because that is their last game before the final. And honestly, tonight we try it again at out of and we said, Eddie, come on, you're 90 minutes away from winning the cup. Give us something. And he said, and he said a very, very good quote. He said, We asked him, Are you starting to dream? And he said, I can't control what I do when I'm asleep. And if my mind wants to go there when I'm asleep, that's fine. But when I'm awake, I'm focused solely on West Ham Saturday. And if that does not sum Eddie Howe up, I do not know what the world. Just look at him. We've got him on the green screen behind us. Look, I mean, look, he's not, it doesn't show emotion all too often, but that right there is a man who knows he's done something very special. Yeah, and and another question he was asked after the game was how easy is it to for him personally to take praise? We know he's very modest. We know he doesn't like to single himself out or, or anyone out for that matter. And it was exactly the same response of, I don't want the praise to be on me. I want it to be on the players. And He's a man so uncomfortable with being praised. He'll always be like that. I think Newcastle United could generally win the trophy. They could go and meet Manchester United 5-0 next month and he would not take a single bit of praise for it because it's just not in his nature. But I do love it when we see him celebrating like that. I love it when you see a little glimpse of him on the touchdown where he lets himself go for a second and then he's back on it. And I think we did see that tonight at the end of the game. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. That's what we should, you know. Fully deserved to have that moment of, uh, you know, when when the when the guard is down. Were you, were you impressed that there was no panic button press when when Chi Adams got to go back? I mean, no, he was the man who was the main threat last week. I think I think maybe maybe he heard me say I wouldn't mind Newcastle signing him, and he's he's taking that on board. That so apologies, Nick Pope, for that. Um, and then you know tonight he scores a wonderful goal. No panic, though, by Newcastle United. There was no, you know, no button press. They just got on with the job. So, were you impressed with that? 
Yeah, really impressed. I thought, you know, the game could have easily slipped away from them at that stage because it was such a, a punch for, you know, Southampton to score against the run of play. But um, I thought they, they managed it as they've done in the last couple of games very, very well. And it was a very, man, you know, mannered and measured performance. Uh, Sean Longstaff, obviously, just absolutely buzzing. It's been a special night, not just for me, but for everyone in Newcastle. It has been so long since a night like this. It's unbelievable. All the energy left my body after I celebrated. It's amazing what can happen every year. If you said 12 months ago that something like this could happen, then people would laugh at you. It's special and really emotional. We don't want to stop. We want to keep going. And this is just the start. Yeah, look, it is the start. And, you know, Eddie Howe's only been there a little over 12 months. It's, it's very, very hard to believe that. Newcastle United are only going to get better and better. They're going to strengthen and strengthen. And, and days like next month when they're at Wembley are going to do so much for that team. Just being in that situation of having to, you know, do or die for 90 minutes, it's going to be absolutely fantastic for the team. It's interesting there. He says about the energy going out of his body. I just need to go and have a nap, I think. I think we all do. I think, I mean, <laughs> as you said, it's been such a long day um, for us especially. I think it's been a long day for everyone and, and, Tomorrow, hopefully, uh, let's sank in. The Castle United off to Wembley. I mean, it's it's just come so quick. Longstaff mentioned it there. If anyone had said to you this time last year, they, you know, you'd be in a cup final in, in the top four, they would have laughed you out, out, out the room. What a turnaround. Yeah, look, absolutely fantastic. On and off the pitch, they've made all the right decisions. This team are just still, even when they're not playing well, they're finding you know ways to win. Um, and if they can just keep eking out these results before Wembley, they're going to fly into it with such good confidence. So long may it continue. I just, I just, I'm just lost. I'm just absolutely lost for words. I think we all. I think I we just, all. I feel like we're going to listen to this back, and it's just going to be absolutely good. Absolute celebratory mumbling of words, but I'm sure you can accept that we're uh, we're over the moon as reporters and as as a fans to be, you know, have the privilege of of covering Newcastle United in a Wembley final, which I never thought I'd hear myself say so early on into this project. No, I don't think any of us did. I think the fact that a third in the lead shocked shocked everybody. The fact that they've suddenly made a final at their first attempt has, has shocked people even more. But look, Newcastle fans, it's going to take a while, but I think it's something they're going to have to get used to in the years to come. Yeah, PSA's second half performance was a bit scary. Do you put that down to, to nerves? I know... I don't think they pressed the panic button as, as we've discussed, but I do think they were a little bit nervous. I think it was just a nervy game in general. I don't think Newcastle panicked. I don't there think wasn't they, much quality, was no, there? They, they, from neither side, I don't think there was quality. I, I don't think there was ever a moment where they panicked, but I do think it was just a sloppy game. The conditions didn't make it easy for both sides, and it was just a game where there was probably a lot of nerves, I'm sure, and Newcastle just needed to do what they needed to do to get over the line. Well, this has been the Everything is Black and White podcast. It is my pre- uh, blah, 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 my pleasure and privilege. See, I'm so excited. I can't even get my words out to say that Newcastle United are in the EFL Cup final. We will find out who they play, uh, given that Manchester United face Nottingham Forest on Wednesday night. And you, if you listen outside right now, I don't know if you can hear it. They're singing it. Can you hear them? Yeah. So I think, I think it means we have to sign off in only one way, right? Tell me, mommy, ma, we won't be home for tea. We're going to Wembley. Tell me, mommy, ma. This has been Everything is Black and White Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Newcastle United 
Off to Wembley.